It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Why does it seem like the Cincinnati Reds cannot manage their roster when it comes to injury? Also, is it time to make wholesale changes in the outfield before it's too late? We've got all that and more on today's bonus edition of Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds for a bonus edition with myself and Stephen Offenbaker. We are going to be covering what went down this weekend here on Locked On Reds. Thanks again for making us your first listen, I guess second listen, first and second listen of the day we are part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day and we're free and available on all platforms on this bonus edition we are going to talk about the weird management that seems to be going about this roster and really it's not just this season it's been happening for a couple of years at least but it's really come to a head over the last few days and we're going to talk about the black hole that has been the outfield and what needs to be done before it's too late. But Steve, this weekend, for a lot of reasons, obviously the losses suck to go 0-6 on the week sucks, but overall, seeing how the Reds handled Nixon Zell, seeing how the Reds handled Jonathan India, it's very sobering to see. I mean, do we got a plan here? I don't think we have a plan. And actually, I, I, at this point, I feel like the front office has grossly mismanaged what they're doing with the roster uh, when it comes to injuries. Let's let's go back to that Nick Senzel thing for just a minute. And now, look, this is this is not insider baseball. This is not me having talked to somebody inside the team on this particular issue. This is me looking at how it's gone down and and trying to understand what it is that the Reds are doing. This is what I know. Uh, Tommy Pham and Nick Senzel had a collision in the outfield. Uh, for the next two games, we did not see Nick Senzel. While all along being told, he's not hurt. He's not injured. But for two games, we did not see him. Game three rolls around, and the question remains, is Nick Senzel hurt? Why aren't we seeing him? Oh, he doesn't feel well. He's not available today. He's sick. Okay, day two. We're now four days into this. Day two of sick. 
Oh, he's available to pinch hit, but he still doesn't feel well. Finally, we reach day five, and then the Reds place him on the COVID list. Uh, now, he did not test positive for COVID, but symptoms alone make you eligible to go on the COVID list. So all those days in, they finally put him on the injured list, the COVID list, and bring in, for inexplicable reasons, a pitcher to replace him. Uh, that pitcher comes in, pitches one game, that's Duarte, ends up going out with an uh, inflamed ERA and elbow, and then uh, they finally bring in our guy, Aleo Lopez. Uh, I'm speculating again, but I feel like Nick Senzel was hurt in that collision with Tommy Pham. Now, maybe it wasn't significant. Maybe it wasn't a big deal, but he was hurt and he couldn't play. And I think the Reds just didn't want to say that because of what the narrative has been with Nick Senzel for the last several years. Uh, and then when he got sick, it gave them the ability to make some kind of move to be able to do something that wasn't quite uh, going to fire up that narrative. It's a fair assumption. I'll say this. When it came to how they managed the situation, they at least put him on the COVID IL so he doesn't have to stay there for a minimum amount of days. They can bring him off as soon as he is ready, as soon as he is not exhibiting symptoms. And I did see there, there was an, a headline out there, and I forget what the website was that posted it, but there was a headline out there that said that the Reds placed Nick Senzel on the IL. That's very misleading because as soon as you see that sort of a headline, you immediately think, oh my gosh, this dude will never be healthy. He will never like get to the point that we want him to. It's time to cut bait and move on. He's on the COVID IL. This is a little bit different. I, I think that he will be back soon, but to say that he is hurt is not a far-fetched idea because he do he got headbutted in the chest by Tommy Pham on that play there on opening day, or at least the home opening day. So with that to be said that, that he's definitely not hurt, that seems a little short-sighted to say, but I do wonder a little bit as to why they brought up a pitcher, at least at first. Obviously, then they bring up Alejo Lopez. They bring him from the taxi squad, put him on the active squad whenever Duarte goes down. Just overall, though, the way that they seem to be playing about this, and this flows into our conversation about Jonathan India, it feels like they just are playing everything by year, that there is no plan, there is no strategy, and they react. They react to everything. They're not ready. With Jonathan India, it feels like they keep hoping that everything's okay. They keep hoping that he's going to be in the everyday lineup and that he's going to be starting tomorrow. And then when he isn't starting, they're like, well, gosh, golly gee, we're going to have him in the lineup the following day, I'm sure. And now we've come to like four days that he's been out of the lineup. He needs to be on the IL. I don't know why he wasn't. They can backdate it three days if they put him on the IL right now. That needs to happen. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is this cannot be the first hamstring injury that any of these people have dealt with. Hamstrings are tricky. Hamstrings, you know, I alluded to this when we, when we talked about this in our, one of our previous episodes. It takes away your ability to hit correctly. You can't run and you can't field. So, and it has a, a huge opportunity to make it worse. So the fact that they're, that they're playing this wait and see game with him, well, you know what? Fine. If you want to say we're waiting, we want to see, we want to hope. And then he ends up going on the IL. Well, what they've done is they've by no good reason decided that they're going to play shorthanded for no good reason against one of the best lineups ever assembled in baseball decided, ah, we're all right. We don't need everybody. <laughs> and then, you know, you leave David Bell with no choice, but to construct a roster that leaves him two guys on the bench 
And those two guys were a backup catcher, Garcia, and Colin Moran. <laughs> Man without position. I don't even know what you do with Colin Moran. Those That's your options. So, you know, you see people criticizing David Bell and, and saying bad things about David Bell. What the heck do you want him to do? I mean, right. what changes? The only differences that you can make in any of those lineups that got ran out there the last two games of the Dodger series was sub in Garcia for Tyler Stevenson or sub in Colin Moran for wherever. Uh, that's not better. No. And, and to be honest with you, this continues to push back to one point. This points to Nick Crawl. And this is something that, okay, yeah, we keep saying, boy, everything's going wrong. How about that? Seems like if it can go wrong, it's going wrong. All right, what's our plan? It seems like they continue to hope for the best, plan for the best, and when everything comes to the worst, they're just like, Ooh, okay, I think I'll figure it out. Yeah, okay, we'll do this. They're, they're juggling like fireballs or something. And I think that Nick crawl is showing that he is completely overmatched at this point. I understand to this point, when we look at some of the roster moves that have been made, it's like, this is a mandate from the top. He was told to cut payroll. Okay. Give him a pass there, but he has not built a roster that is going to be good. He has not built a roster that can withstand the injuries that they are currently going through and make no mistake about it. You still have Jose Barrero on the IL. You still have Donovan Solano on the IL. You've got key guys like that, and now Nick Senzel is going to be out probably for a few more games at least. Jonathan India is going to go on the IL as well, and all of our backups are just a bunch of guys that you're like, oh my gosh, it feels like there are some dudes at AAA that deserve a shot, which we'll talk about at least when we come to the outfield here in a few minutes, but... Overall, there's just this this feeling like just get through this next year and there's going to be some really cool prospects being brought up. But why wasn't the roster ready for this year? You know, I think the answer to that question is that Nick Crawl is seemingly out of his depth when it comes to managing injuries and constructing a major league roster. And we're going to get into a lot more of that coming up in the next segment. Uh, the Reds outfield is clearly... A mess right now uh there's really just not a lot of positive things to say about it uh but wholesale changes need to be made before it's too late uh, major changes major upgrades and if you want to make a major change and a major upgrade to your diet head over to built.com right now and get yourself a built bar built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar it's not chalky it's not waxy it doesn't taste like you took a big drink from a chemical spill it is covered in 100 real chocolate it is so good it is going to make you want to eat it Bonuses that it helps you maintain your health and fitness goals. It helps you to be healthy. It is jam packed with some amazing statistics. This is a baseball podcast. We love the statistics. It's 130 calories, four grams of sugar, only four net carbs for you keto folks, and jam packed, chocked full, 17 grams of protein. They have some amazing flavors like Cherry's Barcia, which is my personal favorite. I keep that stashed at my locker all the time. Uh, They've got salted caramel. They've got uh, coconut brownie chunk. They've got all kinds of great stuff. They've got mini products. They've got the puffs that Jeff is addicted to. They've got protein-infused broth to, to get you through uh, the last of those few cold days before baseball weather sets in in the Queen City here in the coming days. Uh, you can head over to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% on your next order of Built Bar. Get yourself stocked up. Get yourself set up for success with your health and diet goals at built.com promo code locked 15.
Also, check out betonline.net. When you're talking about the absolute best source for sports lines, props, odds, and sports information, then there can be found anywhere else. It's betonline.net. As Major League Baseball season goes along and we've got the NBA playoffs rolling too, make sure you check out BetOnline with all of their great offers that they have for you. Plus, the NHL playoffs are right around the corner. You've got great UFC cards that are coming up here in the next month and boxing, and you've got your favorite Vegas casino games. It's all at BetOnline.net. Net. Check it out today on your desktop or on your mobile device as they've got a great user-friendly user interface. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, Steve, when it comes to this team and when it comes to what we've been talking about a little bit with Nick Crawl being overmatched, uh, being out of his depth, when it comes to managing this roster, he's got something else he needs to do. He's got to fix the outfield, and he's got to be – I don't even know if it's thinking outside the box at this point. He just has to be be creative with it before it gets too late because we're talking about a group of players that have vastly underachieved, and I'm looking squarely at the dude who's been manning left field quite a bit this year in Aristides Aquino. Well, you know, the thing with Aquino is first he was the new great hope, but then he wasn't the new great hope. And then he all of a sudden was the new great hope. And the only thing that you can count on him to do consistently is strikeout. 63% strikeout rate right now. Um, I think that, listen, this is the real errors. 63%. 63. That's ridiculous. You know, so he's showing us exactly who he is. There's, There's nothing left to see. There's nothing left to figure out. He cannot hit the ball if you throw it low and away. He can't do it. He cannot do it. Swing and a miss. He's going to strike out. He's got to go. I hate to say it. It's time to make a change. Uh, I don't know who they've got that, that they can bring up that will instantly change things, but I can tell you this for sure. That nobody's going to do worse. It right. can't get worse. It's it's hard to say that that is like what we're, what we're shooting for here, but the benchmark is so low when you're talking about how the Reds are going to fill this outfield this season because they didn't go out and get anybody else. They didn't really hand the keys over to anybody interesting. I mean, Tommy fam, whatever he's, he's been a very uninspiring player thus far. I mean, maybe we give him a little bit more time to get going and and you can kind of maybe chalk it up to early months and he's going to catch up to pitching and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I'd rather see what TJ Friedel and and Lorenzo Cedrola have for this team. I would like to see them in the major leagues and getting some playing time because Tommy Pham is just being handed every day playing time and batting third. And uh, I think between you and me, I think he's got one more hit than the two of us put together. Ooh, that's an ugly stat. And and yeah, I mean, uh, if you look at the way he started the season, he tied the worst start in Reds history uh, with a, a little known obscure former Red by the last name of Cabrera from last season. Uh, you know, 0 for 22 to open his Cincinnati Reds career before he finally got that knock against the Dodgers. So uh, you're right. Between me, you and him, the three of us combined have one major league hit this season. So <laughs> I think that uh, it is time to make a move. Now you talk about Friedel. Uh, 
Friedel's already on the 40 man roster. You know, obviously he doesn't help you against left-handed pitching, but that's a, that's a problem for another day. Uh, I think we just need that help against pitching period. <laughs> is exactly right. So I, I think that at this point, um, you know, he comes up, he, he plays a great outfield. Uh, when you got a righty on the mound, he, he's, considered i guess maybe can be dangerous he can run into one so you know that's an upgrade in my mind as to what's happening right now and then to make another roster spot because you're going to have to clear room on the 40 man you're going to have to make a spot i think they're going to have to get creative so what would you do in order to free up another spot for an outfielder i think um honestly it it sounds like mike minor is going to be on the il a little bit longer and to be honest with you, at this point, they're not playing for a playoff spot. Everybody knows that. So why on earth rush him back? Put him on the 60-day IL. I mean, at this point, he's had shoulder issues since the beginning of spring training, before spring training. And then he has soreness after his first rehab start. To me, that tells me that he needs more time. So just put him on the 60-day IL, open up a roster spot, and call him up. Like, I would like to see Lorenzo Cedrola and what he has to offer. And... I'm not going to sit here and quote to you spring training statistics, but again, I ask you what can be worse than what the Reds have thrown out there right now. And there's a good shot that he might be better. So if they go that route, if you transfer minor to the 60 day DL and that gets you a spot for Cedrola mm-hmm. and you want to bring up Friedel, uh, I'm assuming that we're going to de- designate Aristides Aquino for assignment. Is that the, is that the play there? Yeah. I think it's time. Look, if he catches on somewhere else and figures things out, great. I wouldn't bet on it. I would not think that the odds are very good at that. And you know, look, I would love to be wrong about this, but I've been saying that, and I am finally to the point where I can be completely objective about Aristides Aquino. If the ball moves, or if it's low and away, he can't lay off of it, and he can't hit it. So he's always going to be a liability in the lineup he's home run like every what three or four days maybe even no 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 three or four not three or four three or four weeks that's the one so i don't know what you're looking for with him in the everyday lineup i think the only reason he is there is because there's been a lack of a plan you know i have seen some great uh, fan-produced content, I guess, on Twitter. And I know how much you love Twitter, Jeff, but there's been some great stuff out there. And it seems that this this Reds team continues to be tied back to the movie Major League and things that have gone on in that movie. And there was a great compilation of, you know, the, the guy in the outfield that just is ripping the team all the time. You know, someone put that together, stitched it together as a video and said, you know, this is, this is Reds Twitter over the last four days and just playing that on a loop. Right. And then I think your, your description of Aquino sounds a whole lot like Serrano. Maybe we need to like sacrifice some KFC in the, in the the clubhouse or, you know, Jabu statue needs to get set up in someone's locker. I'm not sure what needs to happen, but clearly something needs to happen. Yeah. I just think at this point it's a change because what they've been waiting for it's not going to happen. He is his everyday career is not going to be August of 2019. It's going to be a lot more like the September of 2019 where, yeah, he still hit a few home runs, but he struck out quite a bit and he just does not have an eye up there. This isn't a situation where I say he's a young guy who's barely had enough time to figure things out and he's going to figure things out. He's had plenty of time and he hasn't come close. 
to figure out. So would would you be good right now if they if they let's just say that Nick Craw is listening right now and we know that he probably is. <laughs> uh, would you be good right now if they made these changes and just regardless of pitching matchup started an outfield of Friedel, Senzel as soon as he comes back from the COVID list, and I'm drawing a blank on the third guy. Sorry, Cedrola. Cedrola. Yeah. Would Would you be good with that outfield for yeah. at least the next few weeks until we start getting guys like Barrero and and other players back from injury? Yeah, because I feel like they need to do something. They have like. They have very little time here. We're not talking about a situation that, yes, this team is going to be competing for a playoff spot, so they need to go and make that move now. This is a team that just needs to compete for themselves. This is a team that, sure, by the time they figure out baseball in 2022, they're going to be pretty fun to watch, and they're going to be a pretty decent team because we've all said that there is some talent here, but until that happens, they are just digging themselves a hole. I mean, it's six games under 500 right now, but who knows? We could be 12, 14, 20 games under 500 before they figure things out if they continue to roll out. Every, it, it's the Einstein's theory of insanity, Steve. Like, you cannot just keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. It's time to change things up. I agree. There's there's so many there's so many pieces on this team right now that that we can look at and say, oh my gosh, it's bad. You can look at third base and be like, oh my God, this is terrible. Uh, you can look at the bench and be like, oh my God, this is terrible. You can look at the outfield and say again, oh my God, this is terrible. But help is on the way. We've got to survive. They've had they've had a rough stretch of schedule. It's not an excuse, but it's a fact. They've had a rough stretch of schedule and they've had a lot of injuries. Both of those things are going to be in the rear view mirror very soon. Uh, once these guys start coming back and we get into playing the Pittsburgh Pirates of the world, this is going to be a fun team to watch. And there's going to be a lot that we can learn, even if they're not competing for a playoff spot in 2022. There's going to be a lot of things that we can take away as we watch these youngsters develop. There's going to be a lot of fun simply watching Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo take the mound on their turn. Uh, I mean, listen, I know we lost the game, but that start from Hunter Green out in Los Angeles was so much fun to watch. And the first four innings of that start when the Dodgers just could not figure out what to do with Hunter Green at all, that was a thing of beauty. Watching, watching him pitch was a thing of beauty. It was awesome, and the, there is so much about this team that is going to be fun to watch as the season goes along. Nick Lodolo is up tonight. Hopefully, we'll be talking about some good stuff from him tomorrow, but there's so much great content coming for you as well. I think it's a good spot to kind of end today's bonus episode as we look ahead to tomorrow. The Reds will have begun their series in San Diego. We'll kind of break that down a little bit. We'll also continue our conversation with Mo Egger. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, have a great part one up currently on the YouTube page and on your favorite podcasting feed. You'll also get to hear the conclusion of that conversation tomorrow as we talk all about the strange direction and hopefully we're actually looking toward 2024 but as of 2022 who knows what's going on this year we're, we're talking all about that with mo egger as well thanks again for making locked on reds your first and second listen of the day now go make locked on mlb your second listen again paul francis sullivan call him sully He's really good about baseball and past and present and things like that. He talks about it every single day, including Mondays with Miller. That's a lot of fun. Miller Thomas from Locked On Diamondbacks. That is a great crossover there. Check him out today. That's Locked On MLB, just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. Steve, this team 
is confusing. The Reds are reeling and hopefully going to figure things out here soon. What can people expect from us? They can expect us to stick it out. And while the Reds are trying to figure it out, we will be here locked on Reds every single day. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.